The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, March 11th, and this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups podcast. We will talk some late season sensations in Oklahoma City, in Portland, in Houston, and more on this episode as I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, how are things? How's your uh, fantasy playoff uh, situation? What, what's the latest? What do, you, what do you have for us? Well, Matt, first of all, for the people at home, who cannot see this, I'm holding a Major League Baseball. Interestingly, I too have a baseball. We didn't plan this. Baseball's back, baby. We have baseballs. We didn't plan this. We're so excited. (laughs) I cannot tell you how exciting that is for me. Um, As far as my playoffs are going, I am up 7-1, to Matt, in the team that you co-manage. Yes. We are up 7-1 against Arch Nemesis, which is Jared Johnson's team. He renamed it that for for the playoffs. Doc's Arch Nemesis, I believe. Uh, Yeah, well, in in the playoff league, it's Arch Nemesis. In the other league, it's Doc's Worst Nightmare. Oh, Doc's Worst (laughs) Nightmare, right. Uh, That one is a little tighter. He is up 3-5. But man, it's 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 going to be really close uh, going into the weekend. I've got one move left, I think, in each league. He okay. was on my show yesterday with me and Roth talking trash about how he picked up Kyle Lowry and how that was going to be my demise. And okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm glad you took him. Anyway, things are going well, man. I'm I'm fired up. Steve, just should say off the top that. Jonas Nader, our colleague, had a little bit of a technical difficulty, so he's not with us. And for those of us watching live, we uh, started a little late. So thanks for bearing with us if you're watching live. If you're hearing this on the podcast, this means nothing to you. So we can just press ahead there. And I think we got to start, Steve, in Oklahoma City, because there are a few guys here we got to talk about. There's old friend Isaiah Roby, who had another good game on Wednesday. He has crossed the 40% threshold in Yahoo. It was 41% as of this morning. 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block on Wednesday. Was that a block or a three-pointer? I wrote down block, but now I'm thinking maybe it was a three-pointer. Either way, he had a good game on Wednesday in 36 minutes. What are your thoughts on Roby? You know, when he's been, when he's played and when he's gotten minutes, he's been good. Uh, I kind of like him. He's a very active player. He's very young. I mean, he fits the mold of the OKC late season, yeah. uh, silly season bonanza that that is coming. And, you know, I was talking trash about Pokushevsky a couple weeks ago, blowing up for a monster game. Like, next week when OKC plays four times, and they basically shut down everybody except Josh Giddy at this point, and Josh Giddy's still not back, um, someone is, some of these OKC guys are going to go crazy. And I think Roby might be one of them. Like, I, I love, I love his, him as an option if you need a big man uh, for next week, four games. The all-important update on Roby, that was a three-pointer, not a block in that stat line that I mentioned. Three steals, no blocks, one three-pointer. Poku also on the radar here. His, 
You know, his his numbers, his ceiling has been a little low the last handful of games. Just two steals, one block over his last four games, averaging only 12 points. You're you're shaking your head at me, Steve, but he hasn't exactly... Look at the last four games. The, I think the potential's still there, and I think with four games, I'm on board. So I'm also on board, by the way, with Aaron Wiggins, who is 7% rostered only, had that huge game on Wednesday, 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 5 triples. I mean, I would expect that to be his best game of the season. I think chances are we already missed it. But I also think with four games, this guy has to be on our radar. I mean, pick a Thunder, any Thunder. Any <laughs> young <laughs> Thunder player. Yeah. And Aaron Wiggins included. Like, he had a monster game. And, and Shea was off that night, right? He, yes, he was. shot like 2 of 15 or something ridiculous and and didn't, didn't really do anything. And that's why Wiggins got loose. But, you know, I... I'm a little concerned about SGA and and him being um, like, are the Thunder going to ride him until the end when there's really no reason to? I don't know. They seem so, so not scared of just shutting guys down Mm -hmm. regardless of what's going on. So I'm a little nervous if I'm an SGA manager right now, but um, whether he plays or not, I think Wiggins is going to have some good games down the stretch. I mean, the scary thing is one tweak, right? One injury of any kind is potentially season-ending for a guy like SGA. That's just that's the scary part. They just need one excuse to shut him down. It wouldn't take a lot. So I share your concerns there. But overall, man, he's been spectacular outside of that game on Wednesday. And I think, Steve, I want to talk Houston in a minute. But let's talk about the Blazers for a second here. A couple guys who have been trending up who are still widely available. One would be Trendon Watford in his last four games 14 and a half points nearly eight rebounds three dimes a block and a three-pointer and brandon williams had been trending up total dud though the other night with anthony simons out the other night so big let down there but both of these guys are still on my radar what are your thoughts steve on these two blazers as far as brandon williams goes i'm i'm playing him if anthony simons is is out regardless mm-hmm. of what happened the other night yes that was uh, terrible it was a big dud Simons might be back. I, I feel like the Blazers are going to shut Simons down, though. Uh, why, why risk him when they're trying to lose games? Uh, so I'm, I'm still, I'm fine with Brandon Williams, and just like SGA, he he had a bad night. He gets a pass, and Trenton Wofford, man, like we were kind of, or I don't know, I don't know who was on him, but we were talking about him a couple weeks ago because all the the Portland bigs went down. And he was sort of the only guy left. And we were like, Trenton Watford's got to do something. Like, he's going to play. And then he really didn't do anything for about a week. But he's been really hot lately. Uh, Matt, the Blazers go 4-4-4-4, quoting Moses Malone. Uh, they go four times in the last each of the last four weeks, which is huge. I think C.J. Ellaby could do something like – there's going to be some things happening in Portland when uh, guys are going to be picking picking them up off the waiver wire because it's just like OKC. Um, the young guys are going to play. Now, one note on Watford, Justice Winslow reportedly is getting close to a return. I don't know whether we'll really see that complicate the situation from the look of your facial expression. You don't think it will. 
I mean, I would I would err on the side of saying, you know what, there are enough vacancies in that Portland rotation where we should still see Wofford get his chances, especially with the team that's just blatantly tanking right now. They they probably want to see more of this guy after what he's done. So I would imagine Watford's minutes, and mostly off the bench, by the way, are likely safe, especially when we're likely to see some more really lopsided games for the Blazers. Speaking of really lopsided, like uh... – Noah was was on helping us with games on Wednesday night, and he's like, "Guys, it's the fourth quarter, and Portland has like fifty eight points. What am I gonna? Who am I gonna blurb from this game?" And I was like, "Trenton, Trenton Watford. Uh, yeah, they're 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 tanking bad." Um, but yeah, it was like what they had thirty five in the first half at one. Was that at <laughs> halftime? I don't know. It was bad. That I looked at that. I was like sixty something to thirty something. It was it got ugly. It escalated quickly, as they say. So Jonas writes the waiver wired column on NBC Sports Edge, and I know uh, one name that was on his list. And even though he too has passed the forty percent rostered threshold, is Alperin Shangun. I'm guessing you guys talked about him a fair amount on the Thursday show already, Steve. Well, we kicked things off with Alperin Shangun because he was the answer to, I think it was Tuesday night's Pirtle game. I think he was the answer to, and then he went he went off on. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Wednesday night. He went off, um, had the best game of his career, and then some kid the next morning sends me a tweet, and he's like, thank you guys so much for turning me on to Pirtle. Look at my score from last night. And he he actually sent me the sent us the picture of Alperin Shingun, sent the answer, and I had just woken up and looked at it. I was like, oh, cool. This kid likes Pirtle and likes us. I retweeted it, and then I was yeah. like, oh, my, what have I done? What what have I done? <laughs> What and I, 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 have I, I done? Come back. Like I knew as soon as I hit the button that I had screwed up, Matt. So oh, uh, I unretweeted, un yeah, unretweeted that un-retweeted. as soon as I could. But I still, I still ruined a couple, couple guys' days with the answer. Yeah, I saw that. Now I'm wondering, uh, like, is if you're the purple answer, does it mean you're going to go off the next day? I Interesting. Because who was yesterday's answer, Matt? Bobby. Oh, wasn't it? I don't know. I've lost track of days. I feel like yesterday's was Bobby Portis and the Bucks did not play yesterday. They played tonight. I'm going to, it's $5 Friday, Matt. I took a week off from FanDuel. I got mad at my guys, okay. mad at my crew uh, for a little snafu that happened in setting up one of our matches. And I said, that's it. I'm out. I'm taking a week off and I'm back tonight, baby. I'm going all in on Bobby Portis. I'm all might in. go in on Alper and Shengun. Also, Shengun's. If if Steven Silas can't figure out after he played all the young guys and they got all the minutes and all the stats against the Lakers on Wednesday and they won in overtime, if he can't figure out after that that everyone, including us and the Houston Rockets fans, only want to see the young guys from here on in, if he can't figure that out, then he needs he needs to go see somebody. Christian Wood is questionable with an illness on Friday. At this point, I am still tying Shangun's upside and value upside, I should say, specifically to Wood until I see it. You know what I mean? I got to see proof, Steve. I, so, I think in a deeper league, if you're if you've got Shangun on your roster and Christian Wood plays, yeah, I think you can play Shangun on Friday night. But I just think we have to tap the brakes. I don't know that it's fully Shangun season here yet. Until we see it with Christian Wood on the court, because Christian Wood has I, illness, he's not he's not done for the season. You know, I mean, he's going to be back. But there's no reason 
There, and we've been, I mean, it's the same thing we've, we've been saying since Christmas, right? There's no reason for them to play Christian Wood right now. Yeah. You won a game without Christian Wood. Everybody's happy seeing the kids play. Nobody, we know what Christian Wood is. We know what he does. Now, as a fantasy manager, if I have Christian Wood on my team, which I don't this year, um, do I want Christian Wood to play? Absolutely. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel like something clicked in that Lakers game when Steven Silas got a dub with his guys. You had Josh Christopher out there balling out. You had KJ Martin balling out. Mm-hmm. Jalen Money Green, as Jared calls him, went crazy. Uh, Shangun went crazy. And KPJ had a double double, even though he didn't play that well. It's like, that's it. That's the Rockets team we all want to see. And I'm with you, man. Like, are we going to get it? Are they going to bring Christian Wood back and ruin the whole thing? Maybe, but at least we're finally deep enough into the season that maybe, just maybe, um, our prayers will be answered. What's so frustrating about it is, as one of our listeners pointed out on Twitter, I mean, Shangun and Christian Wood both are versatile big guys with who can play on the perimeter. It's not like we're talking about you know two plotting centers who couldn't share the court together. I mean... It's so easy for one of those guys to play the four and the other one play the five, you know? So th- that part of it is just maddening. But again, we haven't seen it yet. Anyways, Shangun, 40, 40 minutes on Wednesday, 21 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, and a three-pointer. So we're crossing our fingers there. And you mentioned KJ Martin, who we might as well talk about again, Steve, because two games in a row with big minutes for him. But again, I think it's directly tied to Christian Wood until I see otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And, and the other uh, dynamic in this thing is Houston only has three games this coming week. So ah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball. We can't see the future. I would like to I would like to think that Steven Silas has the wits about him to, to do the right thing here. All right. Well, we're watching that obviously very closely at this point. Um, Jonathan Kamingo was on Jonas's list, and I don't know that there's a lot new to say about him. This is a guy we've mentioned a lot. He's 38% rostered in Yahoo. He is scoring right now, but just two steals, zero blocks in his last four games total. So I kind of like him more as a deep league guy at this point, Steve. I'm not, I, I just feel like his production, especially in the defensive stats, has been so up and down. I'm just not inclined to trust him in a shallower league right now. What are your thoughts? Matt, 11 hours ago, to the minute I posted a tweet that said Kuminga is going to be a monster someday. The end. Yeah. And he is, he is going to be an absolute beast. Is he going to do it right now? It just, I mean, he comes and goes like the wind, like he flows ebbs and flows like the ocean. He, he has big games when Steve Kerr wants to give him minutes. He has big games when they blow somebody out and he's, just as apt to disappear and not do anything on a different night. The the disappearance of his blocks is a mystery that I have not been able to unwrap yet. Um, Yeah. It is concerning. Like, I don't like the fact that every time I look at his box score, there's no steals and blocks. And Golden State only plays three times in the upcoming week, which all that's bad, but I I can't quit Kuminga, man. I I love that kid. In Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon is out right now due to concussion. So I think. Oh, wait, is this news to you? Wait, he's hurt. Malcolm, Bro- wait, you're kidding me, Matt. You're, you're not serious. 
you actually pumped shockingly you pumped fake me for a second there i actually thought you were sincerely had not heard that brogdon was out it was a it was a drama you were dramatizing the situation steve very i went to acting school we we know he is expected to sit out saturday's game and sunday's game at least so I think Chris Duarte maybe comes back onto our radar for the 39th time this season. 33% rostered. Your thoughts? Well, there's like three guys, right? Like all those Pacers guards. There's Dwayne Washington. First of all, Tyrese Halliburton is probably about to go ballistic. Like what a stud. What a great move for the Pacers to get that kid. I love him so much. Can I get you to commit to Tyrese Halliburton for $5 Friday, Steve? Can we lock that in? Yes. Yep. Halliburton's locked in. Uh, Bobby Portis is locked in. Shangun okay. is locked in. I might even hell. I might even lock in Kuminga. I don't know. But Buddy Heald should go off. But then you've got all these guards. You've got uh, Kiefer Sykes. You've got Dwayne Washington Jr. Um, you've got Chris Duarte. All three of those guys are going to play. They're all going to get minutes. I think the best bet for fantasy value would be Chris Duarte. I'm not going to commit to locking Duarte in, man. I can't do it. I'm not locking any Pacers in outside of Tyrese Halliburton. The Pacers are a, they're sort of like the Hawks, Matt. They're sort of a little bit of a mess. But I will say, if you're in a league, so you mentioned earlier having only one move left, right? One move. The Pacers are a Saturday-Sunday team. So if you're just trying to win a matchup this week, uh, keep that team on your radar and some of these fantasy options that we're talking about where where you you get two games. I like that. I like that fat Saturday, Sunday angle. The problem with the Pacers is they're in the middle of a three-game week, and then next week they have a three-game week, and the week after that they have a three-game week. So n- none of that adds up um, too well for the Pacers or Tyrese Halliburton for that matter, but Halliburton's going to go off in those three games. All right, we have more names to hit, plus a couple of your questions, but first we're going to take a quick break. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. March Madness is officially here, and get your rackets ready by ready by tuning in to Bet the Edge Brackets and Bets Monday, March 14th. That's this coming Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. 
Sarah Perlman will be joined by members of our NBC Sports Edge team to break down the best way to wager on the big dance and fill out your brackets. This special edition of Bet the Edge will be available anywhere you get your podcasts and will also be loaded into our Round Ball Stew feed. So get yourself ready for madness. Steve, Alex Caruso has been cleared for contact reportedly. Obviously, he was a steals machine and a guy who could get you some assists as well. So I think if you're in one of these luxury spots, right, we're talking about a luxury situation where you know you're going to advance or maybe your playoffs are set up so you somehow have a bye next week. There are such, these things do exist. We all have different playoff schedules. Maybe you stash Caruso. I know you're probably not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Three games this week, three games next week. I, I think when when Alex Caruso was playing and things were going well, and I, I remember saying, you know, you've got to roster this guy no matter what you do. you got to find a way to have him on your team. That was before we really saw the Io Dasumu breakout. Mm-hmm. And that kid plays like 40 minutes a night, 35 minutes a night. He he does everything for them. He's young. He's active. He's He's one of those guys that I think, does a lot of damage that you don't see in the box score for a very good team in the East. Um, so I think IO is sort of locked in. I don't know that the Bulls are just going to change everything up and, and go Caruso. I think the goal is going to be to have Caruso in playoff mode by the time the playoffs get here. So I, I think you've got the, I think they're going to timeshare. Io and and Caruso are going to timeshare, therefore it it hurts both of them when Caruso comes back. And I don't know that I want to mess with either of them when that happens. I think I still feel confident in Desunmu. I don't know; he's shown a lot for that team. I think when Lonzo and Caruso are back, I think things are going to get real tricky for Desunmu's playing time. But until that happens, I would be inclined to say he's probably safe. Like I'm not preemptively panicking on him yet, Steve. By the way, where is Lonzo? Lonzo, what was the last report I saw? Jeez. He's getting closer, but but we're not we're not in like he's taking contact territory yet. Right. I believe. Right. Based on things that I've read, if I remember correctly. Like yeah. like heading in the right direction. There are some signs of progress, but we're not there yet. Yeah. I could really use him in a couple couple places. Yeah, same. Same. Uh I think I remember you telling me that the Clippers play. Do you have the schedule pulled up? I think the Clippers go three times next week and two times the following week, right, Steve? Have I memorized that? That is correct. That is correct. Marcus Morris, that that hurts. Isaiah Hartenstein as well has at least one block in nine straight games. He is prone to scoring duds. He had only four points the other night, but he had a steal and three blocks in their last game heading into Friday. He also has two games this weekend. I mean, if you're in a fantasy matchup and blocks are on the line... I think Hartenstein is very much in play if you need him to swing that category for you. He's 19% rostered. They play Friday and Sunday, I think. Do you and uh, Rosenworcel have some like backroom backroom deal, underground deal that nobody else knows about? Paying me per mention of Hartenstein, actually. Because every time, every ever since Rosenworcel came on this show and started praising Isaiah Hartenstein. It's like Matt, you've just picked picked up his his slack, and like Brian's not here, so let me tell you about how great Hartenstein yeah. is. Every time I look at Hartenstein's line, I'm like, eh. Now I, I agree with you. The blocks are there. The like, that's what he does. He blocks shots, um, and sometimes he puts up big big numbers, but other times he doesn't do much. Like his last game was pretty 
pretty poor. It and was. that's probably because Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson were going crazy. Uh, thank you, Marcus Morris, by the way, for saving your best game in the last three years uh, for this week against Jared Johnson. I appreciate that. Uh, if you need blocks, Hartenstein's the guy. The, the Clippers' schedule is terrible. Like, if you are sitting on Morris, Marcus Morris Sr., probably time to dump him after uh, Sunday. You know, you, you were asking about my uh, Hartenstein mentions. I, I think also maybe, Steve, I just, uh, you know, Brian Rosenworcel is a friend of mine, and uh, it makes me think of him to talk about one of his favorite players and here you are you know you're saying let's not let's forget about brian when he's not here and i don't want to do that so brian i'm not going to do that to you steve is and let's just get that on the record hey brian was my friend first okay <laughs> all right uh what do we got here oh jonas by the way jonas was the one who put Isaiah hardenstein on the agenda but we'll just leave it at that austin <laughs> reeves was also on jonas's list and he's only four percent rostered Jonas sent us in his email, Austin Reeves, LOL. But, I mean, Reeves has at least one steal and one block in four of his last five games. Go look at the recent game log. He is putting up numbers. I wouldn't want to, you know, stake my fantasy existence on him continuing to produce, Steve. But what can you tell me about the schedule, and have you given this guy any thought? You know, Matt, it's funny. I went to Fallon, Nevada, which is like a ranch town in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. in Nevada. And my wife and I were in the hotel room. It was like midnight and I was drinking a beer. She had a glass of glass of wine. I'm sitting on the bed. I've got the Lakers game on. And that was the night Austin Reeves hit that. He hit a three point shot, a crazy three point yeah. shot to win the game. I think it was a TNT late night game, won the game. And I was like, Austin Reeves, this is incredible. Like it, it, I, I remember that so well. And ever since then, I've sort of like had a soft spot for Austin Reeves. The Lakers play four times this week. The Lakers ship, what what it be doing, Matt? It be sinking. Like, they are terrible. Showing signs of taking on water. Roth yesterday was like, Lakers should not be allowed to be on TV anymore this year. And he was, like, serious about it. He wasn't kidding around. He's like, I don't want to see that team on my television again. There's a lot of things that could go well for Austin Reeves the rest of the way. I like that. I like that call. The four-game week next week, once LeBron packs it in and they decide that they're – well, I don't think they have a, any draft picks coming, so they have to at least make the play in. So they're going to keep trying. But Austin Reeves is a big part of what the Lakers do. 26, 34, 37, and, 20, and 33 minutes in his last four. He's coming off a game of – 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, three three-pointers. They play twice this weekend and then four games next week, as you said. So six games basically between now and the start of next week. And with all that said, I'm sure he will completely go bust on Friday. But I think, Steve, you should show your faith by also committing to him. I, we can almost say your whole FanDuel lineup. No, you're not going to put him in your FanDuel lineup. I can't lock I can't lock into Austin Reeves. I'm not ruling him out. I'm just, I can't okay. put him on my, on my must-play, my must-play list. Okay, you got to give yourself a little roster flexibility for the rest of the day. That's what you're saying. I do need some some roster flex, yes. You like to tweak. You like to tweak the roster, Steve. I'll tell you, though, who is not going to be on your in your $5 Friday lineup, I'm guessing, is our old friend Jetty Osman. Oh, man. He's on Jonas's list. That's why I bring him up. He's on Jonas's list. They play four times next week. The Chetty pill, as we talked about, ad nauseum. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> on Randball stew. It's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow, man. It's a bitter pill. It was a poison pill the other night, <laughs> as I said to you. Poison pill, literally poison pill. On what's that Wednesday night? What a disaster that was. That was Tuesday. It feels like it was Wednesday because it it God. still stings. Yeah, it's it stung. It was it was terrible. Yeah, Wednesday's a blur because there were twelve games, and like I, yeah. I we wrote hundred and twenty blurbs that night, I think, and like it was just, whew. yeah. I don't know, man. I I man, I might be ready to move on from Jetty and and never. I might propose that I may never pick him up again. Here's the thing. Here is last five games. Okay, scoring only twenty one nine twenty. 17 0. And he only had 12, 12 minutes in that game against the Pacers. 0 for 4. Got kind of got buried in the rotation early. Pending any signs of like him being hurt. We haven't seen anything like that. I don't, I don't think that's why it happened. Jetty Osmond is chaos. The Jetty Osmond game log is chaos. I would, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't go back to him on Friday night. To be honest, he's just as likely to score 20 tonight as he is too. Matt, he played 12 minutes in that game. Why did he only play 12 minutes? Someone tell me. Someone answer that question for me. That is the weird part. But I mean, look, you know, that that nine-point game I mentioned, he only played 20 minutes, so it's not like his minutes do fluctuate a bit. They play Friday and Saturday. I'm not going to do it, but I understand why someone, if you need two games, you, you might do it. Matt, I love the fact that you spent some time and researched – how many games these teams play this weekend? I think all of them probably play two. I think everybody's Friday, Sunday, or but most of them play two. There's some one 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 game teams left out there, but good job, Matt, on researching how many how many times these guys play this weekend. I think that's important in this show. I should probably do more of that. You know, you mentioned five games from Chetty, and it, it, when I wrote his blurb on Tuesday night, I was like. You know, this this line is baffling. This 0.12 minute thing is kind of baffling because his previous five games were 20, 18, like the numbers you write on right. off. Like he was he was sort of catching fire. Like things were yeah. trending up and then the the wheels fell off on Tuesday. But Matt, if you are in a league that plays well into the end of the season, that March 28th week. 24 the Cleveland Cavaliers play five times that could be the ultimate chetty pill that could be the that could be wow. you could be you could be drinking cyanide you could be taking some, uh, some elixir that turns your life around like who knows but that five game week from Cleveland for for leagues that are still going there's gonna be a lot of chetty Osman talk that week Oh, man. I can't wait. I look forward to it and dread it immensely <laughs> at the same time. I want to talk, Steve, before we get out of here, actually, before we get to a couple uh, questions from viewers watching live with us, I want to talk to you about a guy that I like to call Gogo Batadze. He has had two good games in a row. You texted me the other night, like something to the effect of, I guess, I guess we're not done with Goga yet or something <laughs> like that. First, he had 20 points and six rebounds with three three-pointers. That was in 24 minutes, I think. Then, in just 18 minutes in their last game, 15 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block, and 2 triples. Again, all in just 18 minutes. What what do we make of this, Steve? The minutes are low, but he's produced the last couple games. Can we dare trust Goga this weekend? Well, I remember a couple weeks ago, right before 
the night before we did this show, Jonas was like, Oga Batazzi's done. Like, he's gone. Forget about him. Because it, all we really talked about for three weeks was Isaiah Jackson and, and Jalen Smith, and we should still be talking about them. I don't know how Goga is still a thing, but he somehow, like you said, 17 minutes a night, he just keeps hanging in there, man. He just keeps producing in limited run. Pacers, though, that what a rough stretch this is going to be because they are in the middle of a three-game week, and you've gotten mixed results from almost everybody except Tyrese Halliburton. O'Shea Brissett, like, where did he go? What's happening with him? Next week, they only played three times. The week after that, they only played three times. So there's a lot of chaos going on. You've got Goga, you've got Jalen, you've got Isaiah Jackson, you've got these three big guys that are all, like, playing musical chairs, and I, I don't know. I If you want to roll with Goga, roll with Goga. I'm not, I'm not messing with Pacer Bigs. I'm still on board with isaiah jackson and by the way it's a pretty remarkable thing go go check a pacers box score basically every pacers box score if you check in the first three minutes isaiah jackson has two fouls it happens every seemingly every game he gets two fouls right away or an injury like like within the first no well hold on 30 seconds he's either hurt or or fouled out all right well he's played in seven games in a row and he has had two or more blocks in six of those including nine blocks in his last three games. So despite all the foul trouble, the guy is producing close to three blocks a game lately, and that is a fantasy asset in any league, basically. It is. Uh, so so I'm on board. And, and Goga, I think, in a desperation situation, again, I would go with him for two games if you're desperate for big man stats, but I'm not going to oversell that one. I kind of blew off the Pacer bigs. Like, you guys... I feel like you guys are like, I'm in on Jackson. I'm in on Smith. Um, I I kind of wasn't blew him off. I don't feel bad about it. I f- don't feel like it really <laughs> hurt me. I feel like just like um, I faded Kyle Lowry this week. And yes, he had 10 assists in his last game, but he, he is, he really hasn't done much. And uh, I don't feel bad. don't feel bad about that. I feel like, um, I feel like I'm making very good, clear thought out, decisions that are risky but they're paying off i also think that you have the ultimate short-term memory when it comes to fantasy i mean you you make that you cut that player and you just move on i mean it's over you don't even look back you don't even have a rearview mirror i don't now there's there's times that i do like like there's there have been times where i've let a guy go and uh probably shouldn't have and and then it'll come back and i'll just keep talking about it but most of the time, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with my decision. Like once I decide that Kyle Lowry's dead to me, I just move on. He's dead. Don't care. Do you have any questions pulled up for us to answer before we get out of here? I do. I, I the first one's not really even a, a question. Um, okay, then you. So I just asked you if you have any questions, and you said this is not a question. So wh- what are you doing? I have a statement. Okay. I have something that we, we're just going to... Marco Magnetic, Matt, uh-huh. is feeling really down right now. He's kind of blue. I felt like maybe we could pump him up. Maybe we could make him feel better. Mm-hmm. He has Anthony Simons, Robert Covington, and OG Ananobi right now, and Harden, who, Matt, we are going against, against Jared right now, is playing second tier. Can, can Do you have any words that can make Marco Magnetic feel better? 
I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you, you can't find the words. Well, I mean, that's what uh, that's what a lot of this comes down to at this time of year. I mean, it, avoiding injuries to the OG Ananobis and Anthony Simons is who got you this far. I mean, there's there's huge luck component to winning a fantasy league, and Marco Magnetic's having some bad luck. I don't know what else to say. I mean, how about how about we drop how about we drop Roko and pick up Shangun? Okay. And how about we drop OG and pick up uh, Watford? I mean, I I do think I do think just go do it. Don't look back. <laughs> I think there's something to be said. Right, we're still waiting for OG and Obi to be reevaluated. I, I think there is something to be said. At some point, you got to ask yourself: Can I can I win hanging on to these guys, or do I have to? If it's between winning and losing, you may have to do it. So before you do the Shangun thing, I would wait to see on Christian Wood personally. But the the general principle, I agree with. You know me; I'm the most impatient fantasy. Yes manager there is we've established it yeah og ananobi breaks his finger and is out indefinitely he's going to be reevaluated. goodbye get get off my get off the boat get off get out of the car start walking i'm done i'm going to find someone who is healthy who i know is going to play tonight and who i know is going to do something like i think when you're in the fantasy playoffs in fantasy hoops Next man up, like I'm done. We're we're moving on. That was a better pep talk than the one I gave because the one I gave was basically was basically like, I, sorry, you're 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 screwed. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, like last last week, last week, um, I said I just dropped this guy, this guy, and this guy to pick up this guy, this guy, and this guy. And people on Twitter were like, oh, "Good luck, dude. You're you're hosed." And, and but then Monty Morris, Matt, has sort of looked like a monster over the last. Yeah. 10 days like he's been playing really well the other guys i picked up all also are playing pretty well i, I mean i picked up uh what's his face dwight powell the 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 mavs center he's not great but he's he's at least playing and doing something like you just gotta sometimes you just gotta take your medicine kick a guy out of the car whether it's moving or stopped and keep keep going um el muero wants to know mm-hmm. matt when we haven't really looked at these guys, this is kind of spur of the moment. I'm looking on the fly. I, I know, I know Matt's answer here, though. I can tell you what Matt will say. Would you drop Josh Hart for Danny Gafford, block specialist in Washington, who has actually been getting minutes, making a little bit of noise? Matt, I know that you have a deep, uh, remote love for Daniel Gafford. You deep remote love. Is that what you just what? What is remote? Yes, you cannot get you cannot get enough Gafford, even if it's a remote, even if it's gotcha. remotely from a long distance. Um, I am gonna say I would hold on to Josh. Well, it depends on what you need, but I'm gonna. Hart has been bad, but he, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question because Portland's tanking. Do they want to play Josh Hart? Maybe not. I mean, he's gotten 28 and 26 minutes the last two games. I think that that question comes down to how are blocks going to sway your matchup this week? Because Gafford can make a difference there, but his minutes are stuck, you know, in the 20s, low 20s range. Next man up. Washington goes 4-4-4-4 the rest of the way. Gafford's been playing well. I I think I would. I think I'd make that move, man. But it depends, like you said, if you need blocks. If you need blocks. If you need blocks, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it. Forever smooth. Yeah, one more. 
What are you doing with Cam Johnson? Another Jared Johnson jinx player. Jared has Cam Johnson on his roster. He, he keeps hanging in there with him. If he would have said, you know what, next man up, he'd be in a different situation right now. He wouldn't be down 7-1, Matt. He wouldn't be getting whooped. So <laughs> we already know he's out Friday with that quad injury. That so without any context, so Steve would say without any context, drop him. Move on. I would say whatever, depending on what the context of your team is. If you're down and you need games, I don't think you can. If you're if you're threatening to lose, uh, staring down the barrel of losing a, a fancy playoff matchup this week, it, it, you don't know if you can hold on to him. Hold on to him. Yeah, you have to be ruthless in that situation, right? You have to ask yourself, what, what if, if I lose? What's the point of hanging? What's the point of hanging on to any of these guys if I might yeah. lose this matchup? It doesn't mean drop your entire roster, but you know, you've got to assess these situations based on your situation. These situations based on you know what I mean. If you have to win this week, Cam Johnson is gone. Your car's your car is driving down the road at 40 miles an hour. He's in the passenger seat. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're not no one is being thrown out of a moving car here, Steve. Okay, you gotta stop with it. Okay, if you have to win this week, Cam Johnson's gone. You've got to drop it. If this week doesn't matter, and you can hang on. You wait and see what his situation is on Sunday night because Phoenix plays four times next week, and Cam Johnson, when he plays, is is a very good player. So that's where we are with Cam. Okay. Do we have one more before we go? You want one more? I mean, I'm just asking. Let, let's do this. Um, oh, shoot. We already heard from Forever Smooth 64, I think, but I'm going to do it again. Let's talk about Marvin Bagley for a second because – um, Isaiah Stewart, also known as Beef Stew, which I think was in one of our headlines and it confused people the other night. Really? Yeah, it just it, it was worded funny and, and people were like, what is going on here? But Isaiah Stewart got hurt. His knee buckled. Um, he got rolled into. He could miss time. Marvin Bagley is the starter. Kelly Olynyk is coming off the bench. That team, the Detroit Pistons, only has three games in this upcoming week. Now, when Beef Stew went down, Jared said to me, oh, man, I'm so mad. I almost picked up Marvin Bagley and played him this week, and I, it made me immediately run to the waiver wire and pick up Marvin Bagley. Uh, very disappointed with what he's done so far. And that three-game week that's coming, guess what? Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had the encouraging game against the Hawks, but – one block over his last three games. We talked about that on Wednesday. He's a little bit of a letdown there. I could see it going both ways, but I, I'm not, I don't know. I think the ceiling is still relatively capped for Bagley until we see him getting blocks. You know, it takes me back to three years ago, sitting in that Sunday night football studio in Stamford, Connecticut with you and it being my fourth or fifth round pick. I'm like, I'll take Marvin Bagley. Like I thought I was like, yeah, this is going to, this is going to be good. Like Marvin Bagley's going to uh, just like the Kings. Yeah. They were like, Trey young. Don't need him. Luka Doncic Don't want him. You know why? Because we're taking Marvin Bagley. Like how many, this guy must be a magician, man. He fools everyone. He doesn't make free throws. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't steal. You know what he does? He scores 12 or 13 points, he yeah. gets seven or eight rebounds, and that's Marvin Bagley. I don't I don't have time. I don't have time for this. Yeah, I think that's fair. Until we see otherwise, it, it the, the stat line does look a bit hollow between the points. 
and the rebounds. Steve, I think that's going to do it. Any parting, any parting thoughts for you before we get out of here? Can we do one quick question? One last one. Yes, quick. Because Brian begged me, Doc, would you drop Derek White for Monte Morris? Matt, in a in a in a vacuum, uh, Boston goes three three the next two weeks. Yeah. Denver goes four three. I'm all Monte Morris all day right there. And look, Derek White is coming off a great game, but that's kind of been the outlier in his recent production. So I think it's fine. Okay. With that, I'm done, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Monday with some takeaways from the weekend, some updated waiver wire pickups, and the outlook for the upcoming week. As always, in the meantime, check out Jonas's waiver wire column on NBC Sports Edge. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live with us today. Steve, thank you to you, sir. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on Monday. You too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.